John Davies has a method, an approach he systematically developed over a career spanning three decades. He's proven it to be invaluable for dozens of industries and thousands of projects facing public acceptance. Up until now, the method has only been available to his select client list. John is unpacking his insight and wealth of knowledge to overcome opposition and earn public support for the first time right here. Throughout these episodes, we'll take a deep dive step-by-step step with John into his strategies to overcome opposition and create support. Nothing is free in this world, but good ideas are priceless. The show could be just the thing you've been looking for. I'm Mark Sylvester. Now, let's get started and talk with John. John, welcome back. I'm really intrigued with, with where we're going, how you coupled acknowledge and contrast. And now we get to the third step, which is around embracing. Now, who, who are we embracing? Embracing the idea, embracing the audience? Who, who do we embrace? We're, now we're really embracing all the benefits. We're wrapping our oh. arms around what happens. And, uh, and we're trying to do it without just giving numbers. So, so, for example, we're going to embrace the benefit to uh, family farmers. Okay. What, what this does. And we're not going to give all the numbers and lay out the numbers here. We're, just, we're going to embrace that in this community, the number of family farms has continued to decline at a rate of 10% a decade or 15% a decade. Depending so that's on what going the, the number is. route. Well, no, it, but that's happened. We have an opportunity to help them. And oh. we don't get into the dollar amount here. We, that's the next step at Bridge. But the idea here is that we're, we're starting to embrace the benefits of wind. Clean air, clean water. Everything's better from renewable, but also it helps the local farmers and that they have a new crop, which is wind that they can start harvesting. I hadn't thought about that. So we're harvesting the wind. Exactly. Do you actually, have you said that? Oh yeah, that's been the cover of a brochure. <laughs> Really? Or a fact booklet, yeah, that, that harvesting the wind. I'm curious, when, when did that, because that concept just, like, that really lands with farmers, I bet. Well, it does, and, and uh, being the geniuses we are, we ask the question <laughs> to, in the, when we're talking to them on the phone about sure. what they think would be good about wind and how it would tie in with family farms, and they go, yeah, just another crop to harvest. So... Being the geniuses oh. that we are, we read that line and circled it in red and started using it. So they, they gave us that line. So, of course, they understand it. Which is another reason for the research and the raw research. So you're listening to them. I, you said it earlier. It was the, the words and the music, what right. they said, how they said it. And those little pearls are buried inside of that. Right. I, I wish then when we did our interviews that instead of reading the verbatim so I could listen to them all. Uh and but you know you can't record conversation so i would love to hear it because the you want to hear the energy level cuz you you know a phone call sometimes lasts an hour cuz people keep talking is uh pretty exciting when they get into the key point and right. they you get can, excited you and can you can hear them leaning in you, right exactly you can hear them pacing and doing whatever they're doing but they get excited about certain things and other things they just they give you a phrase sometimes they give you three paragraphs that's when you start paying attention 
One of the things that I've, I've noticed about you over the years is you use storytelling a lot and you, you know, that's a big part of the way you communicate is through a story. And, and it makes me think that when we're embracing the benefits and we're not going to do facts, do we go to story? We, we do. The, the challenge with story is how do you put that into a written format? I mean, it'd be great to be oh. able to meet with everyone. So that's one of our challenges is to do the story. Uh, so it's the tone of how we write. It's a simplicity. So give me an example of well, tone. Well, so we mean tone of voice. But, well, but in, in the written word. Right, is, right. And what it is is we don't use adjectives or adverbs a lot. Oh. We use verbs and nouns. And why would we do that? Because yeah. we want them to use the adjectives and adverbs. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, that would be good for us. That's outstanding. That's awesome. Let so them, let let them draw them, that conclusion. Let them, you show them what's going on and let them draw the conclusion. I love that. What, you also, though, when I'm thinking of embracing the benefits, how do you get the team to embrace the benefits? Which team you're talking about? I'm talking about the communications team. Well, that's that's really hard. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you would yeah. think that that would be like they're doing the comms on this project, and yet you've said that that that's an yeah, audience it's, itself. It's it's hard because they're on the front line. I'm not out meeting people, and I'm not wearing the team T-shirt. Mm. I don't have the name of the company on my T-shirt or on my jacket or my right. hat. And when they get attacked, they take it personally, and they want to respond to that attack. And, oh. and when you respond to that attack, you're buying into the attack. Mm. And so to get them to agree to stay on our message and, and to pivot to our messaging, which is you're embracing the good things about wind. What happens so many times with wind and trying to earn approval for a wind farm it becomes the same as trying to rebuild an old coal fire plant is they get back to the same arguments. They don't, they don't go back to the benefits of wind, the baseline benefits, the environmental benefits of wind, the reason that 71% of America likes wind. You've, you've said before that uh, when you're top, talking with the top executives in the wind industry, and how you just said everyone wants wind, except the wind, you said it, except the wind companies. Well, they, well, it's, it's so many people use wind turbines and is these beautiful things. And then in the wind industry, because they've been beaten up, I mean, two out of three, four out of five, who knows what that number is going to be soon. They, they get very defensive about what they're doing and they, because it's hard. I mean, their future is tied to it. And they, they find that they, uh, get defensive and they're not they're not as proud of what they're doing sometimes so when you're working with one of those executives and they've brought you in because they they buy into this method of and you're you guys are going to come in there and you sense that what kind of what coaching do you give them because now i'm thinking the person listening to this to the podcast now has maybe has one of those executives on the team that they and how could they coach them well what you're doing is really good for the society. Mm. What you're doing is generally accepted by the large majority of our society. And you've got to keep talking to them and not talk to the group that is chasing you through town. Because a group that is fighting you are motivated maybe just by pure anger, 
at everything mm. and you just happen to be the cause of the day or they're being paid to do this by someone. So mm. at the end of the day, you got to talk to the people who already support you and are accepting of you and stop trying to change your mind. Perform like brain surgery on people who disagree with you. So that brings up a different question then is I don't want to focus on that. So if I've got 74%, I don't want to focus on that that 26%. 71, 71%, that would be 29. Not okay. to do the math for you. I'm but not I a math guy. Yeah, I obviously. talk for a living. Yeah. So it's then you don't, do you spend any time addressing that? Do you acknowledge that opposition? Well, there's two groups that, that there's limited resources, resources okay. being time and money. Right. We want to go to the people who are likely to be supportive and and get them motivated, got to motivate them to be part of our team. Then mm. we can educate mm. them. And then they will go to work for us. And w they will change the mind of the people that haven't made up their mind. They will actually change the mind of opponents. They change the mind of more opponents than they do the undecideds because they have a conversation really? over the back fence at sure. the coffee shop. Sure. They, they're able to change people's minds more than we can. We come in with a company clipboard and show up at their door, right. we're not going to change their mind. We're a suspect. Right. But their neighbor who they trust and they like says, hey, you know, you, maybe you should rethink this. I mean, this is a pretty good deal for our community. And is that where embracing turns into engagement? It's exactly. And so what, what happens, and we'll talk about this when we unpack the uh, strategic steps to do this, is one of, our, one of our goals is to take someone who supports us and turn them into an advocate. Because support means, yeah, it's like- I'm uh, behind it. I'm, it's, it's a thumbs up on Facebook. That doesn't mean you're gonna do anything. Mm. So we need to turn them into being an advocate. An advocate in this regard is talking to their neighbors, talking to friends, being someone who believes this for sure. And so when they have, they embrace it, and they embrace the benefits, they can now become an advocate for us. Have you, a trick for getting that's that there's a call to action there right mm -hmm. where i don't think you can actually say and go talk to your neighbor so how, do, how does that happen uh that's our continued engagement oh. we, so this isn't you know i i was a bachelor until i was 40. so i you know i i learned how to go on a date and 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 then blow it because i didn't call someone back for a month or two <laughs> because I was so busy. It was my political campaign era where I was busy 24-7. So you can't engage with someone and then leave them. They're not going to do anything for you. It's like going on a date. You probably should send flowers, make a phone call, check in, go on another date. So the deal is you got to keep engaged with them. you got to have a relationship with them and never stop. That's, that's really an important bit there. It Be, is. It, and I think... Let's go back to your advertising days when they said you had to have seven touch points yes. with that consumer around that message. Well, it, you know, it's interesting because that was the old advertising. And it's also fundraising. So when you raise money and someone gives you money, you want to say thank you seven different ways. So when we're doing this, oh. we want to have, we, first off, you become a supporter. We want to thank you. We want to keep you up to date. So you say, hey, I'm in. And then we don't tell you anything and you read in the newspaper that we did something. You're like, well, I'm not part of the team. Mm. But if you know mm. things before other people do, 
you're kept in the game. We tell you that we're really having a hard time. We're a little frustrated. And, you know, if you get a chance, could you help us here? And or just say we're moving forward with this, whatever it is, keep them engaged. Email now makes this so much cheaper. Sure. And so if people will share their email, we have a whole different game. And you don't send them a 15 panel email. You should send them a very short, straightforward email. And engagement is an ongoing thing. And never ending. No. <laughs> never <laughs> ending game. Never ending. So our, our listener is trying to think, like, what could they do today to think about in, uh, embracing the benefits? Is it just simply make a list of them? Well, it's, first off, you should have a list. Yeah, that's important. But the other is going to the county fair and setting up a booth with a little flyer about your company and what you're doing is not engaging. Mm. That's not engaging at all. That, you, look, you, you look like the guy selling all the other wares up and down the county fair. You, you want to get the name of people. If you get the name of people at the county fair that say you like it, you want to start calling them. Someone at the table needs to start calling them the next week and saying, hey, you want to get together? Maybe we get a group of people. We'll have some coffee. We'll have a lunch. Let's, let's talk about this. And then you have a very well put together presentation to show them. You tell them what you're doing and you listen to them. But engaging them at the county fair as they walk by is, is not engagement. No, that's, that's that's selling them QP dolls. Yes, exactly. John, thank you so much. I, l- I learned a lot on this. I know our listener did. And next week, we're going to get that the fourth step there in the Davies Method on the strategy side. We're going to talk about um, how we bridge that conversation. We are. That'll be great. Thanks, John. Thank you for listening. It's now your opportunity and responsibility to use the method today. You've completed one segment toward understanding the Davies Method. We look forward to you subscribing. Join us as we uncover and explain the nuances of John's distinctive approach. For more episodes, visit thedaviesmethod.com. I'm Mark Sylvester, recording at the Pull String Press Studios in Santa Barbara, California.